0: Until the news was was forced to get off of home base, we thought it was too dangerous.
1: They said too many people are getting
0: hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site.
1: A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Hello folks and welcome to Podcast 99. This is Ryan Lichten and we have our first survivor story of the year. Uh it's been a little bit tough to get to get folks on, you know, we've had so many um and uh you know the 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 well seems to be drying up. But we're still finding folks, and today we have Andrew on. Andrew's story is unique in that it is a positive one uh, for the most part. He went with his dad and his sister uh, at the ripe age of uh, fourteen or fifteen, uh, and you know went for the music. Which, um, if you'll notice, a pattern in these survivor stories: if you went for the music, chances are you had a good time. If you went to fucking rage, chances are you got to see the more of the underbelly of the whole thing, um, and also you know through the eyes of babes, right? The mouth of babes, whatever they say about babes um, but without further uh, ado here is our survivor story with Andrew. All right folks I am sitting here with Andrew a Woodstock 99 attendee and survivor. Um, how did you uh, how did we find each other?
0: I think I found your um, Instagram page. And then from there, I found the podcast. Um, yeah, just been listening to it. And um, I think we started chatting every now and then because I um, brought up how I went to the festival. And then I think I showed you the memorabilia that I still had at the time.
1: Right, uh, right.
0: Yeah, I think I sent you a picture of the, the piece of the wall that I had, plus the, I think, the, um, the wristband. Yeah, plus your the-
1: ticket and stuff. And, and yeah, the, the, the little map that you're supposed to wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And I told you where everything
1: was. Okay. Uh, well, so let's go back to 1999. Like, who are you? What are you doing? Where are you at? Like, let's set the stage for that summer.
0: Sure, sure, man. Um, 1999. I'm 14 going on 15 years oh, old. Wow.
1: Right?
0: So I'm a, I'm a teenager. Which so of a teenager comes, you know? um what do you call it it was 1999 summer i think it was like the first year i didn't actually have to go to like summer school or like a camp or something so hey you know we had something a lot of free time so my dad had always wanted to go to like you know the woodstock festival and he really wanted to go the one in 1994 but you know obviously for all sorts of reasons he just couldn't go i remember yeah, I remember it was a whole pay per view thing, and I recall him getting the pay per view and like just sitting in front of the couch for like three days straight watching. <laughs> we loved did that; it was cool. Um, but he's like, "Man, I wish I could go, but you know, like nobody to go with, and the kids are too. You know, I can't, I can't break." It. So, 1999 rolls around, and it gets announced, and you know, he says, "Okay, you know, you're old enough. He says, "Right, that was like 41 at the time," and uh, he says, "Yeah, you know, let's do it. Let's figure out how to go." Um by the way, I live in Miami, Florida. So, you know, the trip was basically from here, dri- driving all the way up to freaking, uh, uh, Rome, New York.
1: Now, I mean, is it just you two or like who- who's all going in the crew?
0: No. So the whole uh, crew was basically me, my dad, and my uh, my middle sister. I'm, uh, I'm the youngest of three. So it was the middle sister. She was 17 at the time. And the three of us decided to go. So, yeah, we hopped in his car. We, um... Yeah, man, it was a let's see, we left on the 20th, I think that was the Tuesday, and it was about a three day drive, you know, basic sightseeing and stuff like that. It was a pretty cool trip, you know. I'd never gone on such a long trip with my uh, family before, uh, especially not with both like my dad and my sister, so it was cool, you know.
1: I love how it's like a family affair, you know, like
0: it really was, it absolutely was, you know, it was was all this whole wholesome thing and stuff. It really was. My dad really, you know, he always exposed us to music. He always uh, um, took us to concerts and stuff like that. He had taken me at my first concert, too. So this is something he just really wanted to do. So, you know, we made a whole freaking trip out of it and stuff. And it was awesome with him to put it all together Um bring us along, you know? I just, like, fuck out with his friends or something like that, you know?
1: Right, right. Now, I mean, so you're, like, right at that prime age of, like, loving MTV, I'm sure, and your sister being 17. I mean, like, were you like stoked on all those bands like who were you the most excited about when you heard and was your dad into any of that stuff
0: yeah my dad was definitely into a lot of the heavier bands and stuff he's you know he's familiar with like um a lot of the metal bands at the time especially the ones on on the bill you know he absolutely knew metallica the first concert i ever went to was metallica and he took me so me and him were like bona fide fans and stuff um my sister absolutely was stoked about uh um like seaman biscuit and I think she was actually a lot more stoked about the the, the big affair about, you know, than, than I think so much of the um, initial lineup. It, you know, she enjoyed all the music, all the same and stuff, you know?
1: Right. Um, now, I mean, w- you're, you were so young. Like, did you – I mean, well, I mean, with a music dad like, like you had, I'm sure you were aware. But, I mean, like, was the uh, – like whole concept of Woodstock and the legend and all that like were, were you considering that at all like as you were going or was this just a big-ass concert that you're going to with with your dad and your sister
0: you know with my dad you know leading the trip and stuff like that it's always like you know a history lesson and style just so the whole talk the whole way was about Woodstock and stuff like that and I was very familiar you know with the, the initial festival and everything in the history I remember seeing the actual movie when I was younger the final record that you know I still have um like listening to it um loving, like, the uh, Jimi Hendrix performance and stuff like that, so I definitely had that, like, in my mind going up there and stuff like that, but I think kind of finally leading up to the days and, like, kind of really looking at the lineup and being like, that's not the same vibe. This is just, yeah. you know, I, I definitely knew, like, it was going to be its own thing. It's just had this kind of, like, face of that old name that, I, obviously the producers, you know, the promoter, you're just still writing on and stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. So... Yeah, what like what are your plans as far as like like where are you staying? Like, like what's like the plan once you get there after this long trip? Like like, like let's let, let's arrive to Rome.
0: Oh yeah, okay. So by the third day we got there. We got there late Thursday. Um, we actually arrived where we were going to stay because initially the plan was that we kind of wanted to go there, find a caps- camping spot and everything. It didn't work out. We couldn't get the the equipment. We couldn't get a spot in there. And, you know, my dad's there with his two kids. He can't be – he doesn't want to, like, sleep in the car. So we had to, like, get on the phone, I believe. And we eventually we did find a a hotel to stay in in Syracuse, New York. So, yeah, so we had to, like, you know, go ahead and just stay there. And, you know, I I can't complain about that. It was a hotel. Right, Uh, yeah. The only downside was that you had to wake up particularly early to, like, try to make your trek in. And um, I remember, I think, that first – Friday in, we got there. I think a lot earlier. Than we had you got there like at eight in the morning, man. Just like <laughs> wait.
1: Yeah, so, dude, so, is that the first time that you like actually arrived at at Woodstock, like at the base?
0: Yeah, that Friday, that at that that morning around. What, the what
1: did that look like? I mean, even being there early, I'm sure. I mean, like, because there was already a, a pre show the day before, so people are there. I mean, like, what's your first impression of like when you arrive?
0: Okay, it's. I remember thinking how ginormous. The whole like thing was around me. It was my first music festival ever. You know, I'd been to other concerts, and just the sheer size of everything was just pretty like you know intimidating to be honest with you. Because I was, you know, the, the idea was that we were gonna go. At one point, we're all the three of us we were even gonna separate from each other and just go do our own thing and then meet up again. But like when we got there, we realized how like the scale of it, and we're, we we all agree. We're like, no, we're not gonna separate, dude. That's just crazy. You know what I yeah. We're at each other.
1: Yeah, that's a good call.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, it was a good call. Yeah, a lot of good calls were made on that trip, dude. Um, what you would call it. So we got there initially. The sheer amount of people was just the other thing. I mean, just the size of it, and all the people were there. Everyone there was walking on the streets. Everyone was driving to get in. Everyone was taking shuttles to get in. Um, I remember getting there, and when we walked in into the grounds initially, one of the first things i remember my dad said when he got there he was like this is kind of a mess i don't know (laughs) he said he just called it he's like this is kind of a mess look how spread out everything is He's like, why isn't there shade? Why isn't there any place to cover my freaking head?
1: Dude? What the fuck? Yeah, I'm sure his his takeaway would be a, a little different, like immediately, because he's the one. Well, first of all, he's got to be in charge of you guys, you yeah. know, and, and watch out, I'm, watch out for his kids. Like, on um, you know, like even the you know, you guys are teenagers at Woodstock '99. Like, you know, I gotta keep. But yeah, I'm sure, like, yeah, his first thing, like, when you're like, oh wow, this place is so huge. He's like, fuck, no shade.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. No place to fucking sit. This
1: is bullshit. You know. <laughs> That's such a dad thing. Like, I, already, like I'm getting, like, a fucking, like, vacation vibe, like, Chevy Chase, like, vacation yeah. vibe, but Woodstock 99, like, from yeah. you. Like, the yes. Griswolds, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. It needs to be made now. Yes. <laughs> my God. That's great, dude. Oh, because, you know, my dad did have that kind of Chevy Chase kind of haircut. So, I just, he just had a beard, you know? So, and you know, with a fanny bag and everything. Oh, yeah. Just, potential 90s dad dude the Reeboks you know he, he was ready dude <laughs> the Reebok and the jeans <laughs> um but the, you know he, he kind of called he's like this is kind of a mess there's a huge amount of people we're gonna stick together Let's just stick together for christ's sakes you know um but dude it was just a kind of a weird thing to see that many people from just a part of i don't know the country i'd never really been to before either as a 15 year old kid you know it was kind of fucking awesome just to see all these people blighting and having a good time and no one kind of giving our shit, you know. Um, what do you call it? Um, as a 15-year-old, seeing, you know, all the naked women and stuff like that was, you know, like, wow, it's fucking amazing, stuff like that. Um, it's just, unfortunately, for every, like, nice sort of, like, you know, breast you see, I had to, like, walk upon, like, a disgusting set of old man balls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, ah. <laughs> but yeah i mean a- like w- uh, is that like i, I mean it, what's like the feeling i mean is it like a heavy feeling like when you start seeing like kind of like the raw like sexuality i mean let, let alone like the bad stuff that we know like happened you know I- I- after the fact but like just like on surface level just seeing naked adults like around yeah. you i mean how is that striking you as a t- as a 15 year old
0: it was kind of a culture shock you know what i mean because i had never been to anything like that in my life. You know what I mean? I've never, like, been around that. My, you know, parents are, you know, pretty, you know, liberal people and stuff like that. What do you I've never been to, like, a nudist camp or anything up to that point or anything like that. But, you know, it was weird how much stuff I was exposed to in the 90s as a kid. And that's, I think that festival is, like, quintessential of that right there you know what i mean
1: yeah it's like walking through like every pop culture trope and like societal value like all at once yeah yeah and it all
0: like spilled like right there like in front of me as a kid and stuff like that and like i said it was a culture shock i was like okay well this is what a festival is this is you know what people act like you know when they can do whatever the fuck they want because people are really do whatever the goddamn fuck they want um I remember the initial, like, getting in through the gates and everything like that. Dude, I remember trying to take in, like, a bottle of, like, Arizona iced tea. And, dude, I remember the shit I was given about, like, you know, boy, you get rid of that. You just dump that right in the trash right now. I'm like, okay, fine. Buck the Arizona iced tea. No problem, boss. (laughs) And then, like, the amount of people I saw with, like, you know, like, just walking with, like, a joint in their mouth or something like that. And, like, no one really giving a crap about anything. You know, in that sense. And I was just like, OK, well, the, that's a weird ideal to have yeah, as a 15 year old. I was just like, that's weird. But OK, I guess music festival, that's what you fucking do and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, did that strike you? Like, I mean, uh, obviously never having been to a, a festival or whatever, but you've been to concerts and stuff. But like being like not only around naked people, but people, yeah, like doing drugs and like being like blatant about it. I mean, was that new to you at all or had you seen that kind of stuff? Yeah
0: absolutely and you know being around my dad as well around it you know was i mean we knew what we're going to get ourselves into and stuff like that but i guess like the reality of it like you know finally being in our faces like you know kind of like a little weird but you know you just kind of go ahead and realize that you know this is just what it is this is what people are going to do at this festival and stuff like that and i remember just having a lot of laughs about it with my dad and my sister and that was the Oh, but we were just fucking laughing at all these people just tripping out, these freaking weirdos all doing weirdo-ass things. And, you know, like, in my family, we've always been the audience enjoying the show, whatever we're doing. You know, like the old guys and the Muppets who sit up with yeah, 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 yeah. Quintessential us. We'll just sit there to be like, look at this fucking person and stuff. And it was a lot of that at that festival dude, for as far as, like, the people seeing and stuff like that.
1: So now, yeah, As far as cool. music goes, now on, on that first day, like like once you get it, like like who who do you remember seeing on that first day?
0: First act we saw was James Brown, dude. And to this day, I always brag that I've seen James Brown live. Like when I people ask me how old I am, I'm like I'm, I'm old enough that I've seen James Brown live. You know? <laughs> yeah, in
1: 1999 when he was fucking old. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it was his performance. Let me say I know there was a bunch of notes I like Um it was definitely his performance that I remember seeing first. Um and then after that I think we we saw the jamiroquai performance and dude, they they were sick. I think that was one of my favorite performances of the whole thing, honestly. Yeah.
1: Like all good. I mean like that's like pretty decent vibes like so far. I mean like is yeah. there any inkling that like you know, like, did you ever feel uh, on that first day, at least like, like by this point, like, did you ever feel in over your head or like having your like family with you? Like, did that kind of keep you grounded in this? I mean, obviously things haven't had a chance to really go array yet for the rest of the festival, but I mean, like, are you, is there any level of intimidation or like, Oh shit, like we were, we're in the thick of it.
0: No, 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 not there. Everything was still pretty chill. Everyone was still in a really good mood. I remember by that Friday. Um, I remember some people being a bit sore and just like hearing a lot of complaints about the concessions and about the ability to get water and how basically um, it was impossible to get water freaking anywhere. I think the, the the governor had to like step in and be like, "No, you have to give people freaking water," or something like that. At one point, I, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that ha- that happened. Uh,
1: and- yeah, th- that I'm not I'm not so sure about, but I mean, obviously, we all know that it was a it, it was a problem, you know, yeah. <laughs> like for, for a multitude of reasons.
0: Yeah, uh, how much? It was like a bottle of, like, Sierra Mist or something like that, whatever. It was like 4 or $5 at the time. It was just freaking ridiculous, dude. Water bottles weren't there. Um, yeah, dude, it was ridiculous. And then their solution was to, like, open the taps, but then, like, the taps opened up, and that's literally what led to, like, all the... Right. All the- what do you call it? The mud that happened all over the place and stuff like that. So it's like every fix they try doing just like, led to another freaking problem nonstop. And that was just like the theme for the whole fucking fest. Right
1: now. I mean, so on that first day, like, you know, uh, again, like I'm sure like, who else did you see?
0: Uh, uh, Who else did I catch? Oh yeah. This is the one performance I'll never forget. Oh, first of all, DMX. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. Um, Man, I must've been like 15 feet from that stage. When wow he yeah dude see that was the first like time i've ever gotten like deep into like a really big crowd of people as well and that was that day and it was still kind of chill um but still I, I i will say i remember that first day of, in, in that crowd in particular just being around that many people and just feeling like the weight of everybody at one point while he was performing and stuff like that that's like i think when it first really
1: hit me like wow it's a so, Lot of fucking people here bro in one fucking spot you know yeah it was now, is that exciting or is that like did that make you nervous oh, it, was,
0: it was no no, no it, it was pretty exciting dude it was cool you know i i didn't really get a sense of danger that night because i felt like everyone was just a little chill um i will say this but i think the performance i saw afterwards um I, icp there you go cuz after oh, DMX, yeah hell yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, we saw the ICP, before We left, the because we didn't see the corn performance, because I had seen corn I think, like, a few years before, so I was like, I really don't give a crap. It's that big deal. So um, I, I did want to see ICP, though. So Damn. we made the, the stage where they were playing, dude, and bro, like, <laughs> it's the wrong thing I've ever seen in my life. The amount of just, like, just girls just getting on stage, dancing with them, and getting naked, the... The beach balls. I'll never forget the beach balls with the money tape. And for me, when that happened right there, I was just like, okay, this is like not the peace and love fest. This is fucking. Let's <laughs> see what I'm
1: fucked. Yeah, it's world. psychopathic clowns kicking money out to a crowd of fucking like hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let me tell you, people were going at those things, like trying to get them and stuff like that. And, you know, you're kind of inciting people to go at each, at each other in, in a kind of crazy way. And even as, as a kid, I was just like, ah, no, you should be like, you know, encouraging that sort of thing. But like, I think that was like the first inkling right there, right then that like this might be a little like crazy at times, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, we all held on to each other a little tighter after that because of ICP. Did um, your
1: uh, so what was your was your dad and sister with you then?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, What, what, yeah, we...
1: what, what was the other takeaway of ICP? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely,
0: um, they enjoyed the show. I think as much as you would enjoy maybe like driving by like an accident on the side, <laughs> they was just like.
1: Shit. damn yeah yeah i mean it, it's inter- it's they're clowns you know it is entertainment I, I, I,
0: absolutely absolutely i mean they i don't know how familiar they were already with the band before that but like i think they were familiar enough because me they were like on, on the howard stern show and howard stern was a like huge shit at the time so we're like yeah. okay howard stern clowns and stuff like that. that's
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, so b- besides uh, that stuff, like when you're walking around, like, did you see any of like the other like activities and stuff or like the vendor village?
0: Um, what do you call it? I remember passing by the, what do you call it? The campsites and just the amount of like drum circles and the amount of running around, the amount of people just like, I don't know, just like quaint nuts in the middle of the night when like, I was just so fucking tired. I'm just like, how the fuck are people still
1: going, dude? You know, we like uh, trying to yeah.
0: make you know, again. Well, it's drugs.
1: That's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. And like, I guess 14, 15-year-old me was just like, eh, it can't be that many drugs. I mean, how can people take that many drugs out here? Yeah, you're right. People are on drugs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And they're... laughs> We're fucking nuts. <laughs> so who was, did you catch, because, uh, so let's see, the headliner on the first day on the on that ICP stage, the West stage was George Clinton, and then on the main stage it was Bush. Did you see either of the headliners that day?
0: i caught george clinton and that was really cool and special man because like you know i've always grown up listening to Parliament funkadelic mm-hmm. so to finally like to see it, and i love the movie pcu as well you know at that around that time and um so <clears throat> um what do you call it to see him live was like really fucking cool man and i think this bassist named 2011 was playing bass for him. and i you know i'm like a musician musician kind of guy and that guy is just fantastic dude it right. was really cool yeah but,
1: I mean it's cool that there was like a legacy act, like you know, like a, a, a an older act that like you guys could all get like yeah. you know to go from I C P it's like, Okay, that's one for you. Now you yeah. get one for for, for yeah. dad, but- you know.
0: Knows the songs and we're singing along, and that was a really good vibe. I think that kind of like made me feel like everything's gonna be all right. You know, like okay, you know, if so everything keeps going like this last set, then I think the rest of the week it should be just fine. There shouldn't be any fucking problems.
1: Now, were you guys? Did you uh, eat anything on that first day? Like, like what, what? What are you doing to keep yourself sustained?
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we bit the bull, and we're just like, okay, okay will pay seven dollars for the fucking hot dog, bro. Fuck you. Here you go. You know. Um. I think we just, I mean, just, you know, the amount of food you got for what you paid was, like, BS yes. anyway. So, I remember we had to, like, leave and go, like, find some kind of late-night place to eat at one point and stuff like that. And I don't i don't even remember what the hell we had to eat. but I think we had to, like, stop, like, at a Seven Eleven and pick up some, like, food, just, to, like, take back to the hotel and finish eating because, yeah, dude, the, it's just ridiculous to go and spend any kind of money on the food there, you know? You think like you go ahead and you spend all this money, go ahead and get um, to to get in and stuff like that. They would just like make it accessible and stuff like that. But man, they just really like took the stranglehold on you. And I I was just even even as a kid, I was just like, damn. But like you know, eight nine dollars for like a fucking bullshit little subway sandwich you're selling. That's like right. Little uh, yeah. Even I, I didn't understand it totally, you know. But you know, they got you in. They got you in. But yeah, it was bullshit, dude. And that was one of the major bummers that we realized when we got there because I remember. You, my dad probably saying, you know, they can at least give you a heads up if they're going to rip you off this bad. So, you know, you can at least prepare or something like that. Or go in fucking bed or something like that.
1: Um, right. Well, and I'm sure, like, again, like, I'm just picturing, like, like just any dad, like, just being like, oh, my God, the fucking food. Like, really? You know? Yeah. like. I get, <laughs> like
0: And he was, let me tell you, he wasn't, like, complainable. He was such a good sport. He fucking had the best fucking time of his life making the best of it, like, any, any and everything, dude. So, but, you know, it was just something that was such a bummer that, you know, everyone was complaining about around us, you know, like the oh, get water and shit like that. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think it's like the little thorn on the side that just kept poking everybody, I think, throughout the weekend.
1: Right. Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, yeah. It, yeah. How, how could it not? Now, um, <coughs> so I'm guessing, you know, then you guys just go back to the hotel. That is such a lucky score, by the Bro. way.
0: Yeah, you don't understand how fortunate we were to do that because, let me tell you, just being there all day, getting just baked, dude, just baked. There's no place to cover your fucking head. Every day I left, I was like a redder, like a shade of red I'd never been before in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, bro, to be able to go back to the hotel and just chill for a minute and stuff, like, it was good. I mean, again, they kind of start to have to drive back and forth and the traffic. Yeah, what started-
1: was like getting getting in and out like every day like that dude
0: it was almost an hour and a half to two hours of traffic oh yeah just get off the main highway and get into the rome part and finally be able to park somewhere and then still take a freaking shuttle because that's what we had to do saturday we had to like park our way in there take the shuttle get all the way to the festival and the whole thing probably took like almost like three hours just to get yeah, it was it was a long ass ordeal, bro. You know what I
1: mean? So Saturday morning, so you take the shuttle, I mean, what's that like? Like is everyone like is it like a party bus or what what's it's
0: no, everyone was pretty too I remember particularly hearing um this this one older like group of women who are just there just like complaining about everything as well <laughs> just being like price of everything i don't understand and this this and that um complaining about the music i don't i don't know half of these bands i thought it was gonna why'd be you able- go <laughs> yeah exactly i was like lady you saw the bill you know like what's going on here
1: well they saw woodstock uh, is what they saw
0: exactly you know the the face as it sold you know um i will say at that point the thing that I did notice on the way in when we finally got, like, into the city and we were, like, looking for parking was that we already saw people selling – walking around boxes of wristbands selling them. Oh, wow. I already – we already started seeing that. Let me tell you. My dad was so fucking annoyed when he saw that. <laughs> he was like, oh, fuck. I these fucking tickets. And
1: that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You could have – wow. Yeah.
0: Fucking showed up and gave this asshole eighty dollars and been on our way. What the fuck, dude? You know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, fuck it. I mean at at least you at least you knew that they were you know that you had legit ones. I mean Yeah, exactly. But not to say that I'm sure that there was just like a box that fell off a truck somewhere and Oh,
0: for sure, for sure. But that was like the second like thing that we saw. We were just like, Oh shit, things aren't like being held together as well (laughs) as it probably fucking could.
1: Yeah, so when you when you actually get there now for the second day, I mean, does it is it looking different? Like, what's the vibe yeah. like versus the first
0: day? a Fucking mess, dude. That Friday night, throughout the night, I guess you know people kept partying, people kept using the bathroom, people kept showing up. Even more people were showing up that Saturday because that was the big lineup day. And by that day, man, because you know I mentioned how they opened up the taps and were laying water, the Mud City thing already started happening, and that's bro. I'll never forget walking by those porta potties and the smell. And on top of the smell, just seeing people in that muck and just not understanding what the fuck they were doing. Like, why are you in that? And like you said, drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There you go. They're all
1: toxic. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I also just feel like at Woodstock, there's like a mud or nothing mentality. Like, like there must be mud. There will yeah. be mud. You yeah. know, <laughs> like there has to be like, I, like if, if we have to cover ourselves in piss and shit, we will like, <laughs> there has to be mud. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Now. I mean, did you, so I like to ask everyone this. Did you poop at Woodstock 99?
0: Sure. Um, most definitely. At least.
1: Once. I'm gonna say
0: I, I ventured and I actually used one of the porta potties. Um I'm gonna say most likely my sister and my dad most likely did have to as well. I'm sure we at one point we all you know took a trip there. Um right. I'm trying to think what the experience was. It can't be like the worst toilet I've ever seen, but it was definitely probably the top four or five.
1: Yeah, I mean did you it, like were you seeing ones that were just like like did you have to oh. pick and choose or was it just first pick?
0: It was just perfect, bro. Just whatever opened up. I, and, and whichever one wasn't knocked over, basically. <laughs> Once it knocked over, it was open. Okay, it's
1: good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it was, yeah. But nobody was cleaning them. They're, like, I think even at that point, I'd been to, like, concerts, you know, and at big areas. And I'd always seen, like, people going, like, constantly cleaning these things. You have to. And there was nobody doing anything, bro. They just, like, put those things there. Let people took their own device while the water was just running up and down. And it was just... Yeah, it was just gross. I remember just thinking right there and then, okay, now it's getting fucking disgusting.
1: What's, like, the smell of Woodstock 99, like, overall? Like, Uh, is all that stuff, like, are you able to smell that wherever you go? I mean, what's...
0: No, no, You have to, like, walk right by it. And, I mean, luckily, you know, outdoor fest, big open air, so I guess, you know, the wind kind of was blowing not in the direction of the stages, you know, luckily. But it was only concentrated, like, right then, then, like, around the porta-potties and stuff. Um... A lot of sweat a lot of just like gross Bo and stuff you know you know the big bro fest and stuff so yeah man I remember just being a big sweaty freaking mess in that crowd dude that um, just people smell
1: just who, who did you uh who'd you see on Saturday because yeah like you said that's the big day I mean that's the
0: yeah dude that was okay so let me see who's the first band okay I remember seeing Dave Matthew and okay this is the memory I have that one of the most vivid and like, 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 like memories that stuck with me the longest about this. I remember if you were looking at the east stage to the left of it, there was like a hill, and during Dave Matthews' performance, I went to the very top. We went to the very top part of the hill just to have a look, and for the first time, I got a look out to see everybody there.
1: And let me tell you, man.
0: If you told me there was like a million people in that crowd, I would have believed you because of how fucking big. It is. But it was just, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand people. But till this day, man, like that image of that many people in one spot has always stuck with me to the point that like anytime you hear like like a statistic about anything, like a million people or whatever, you I like, always
1: like multiply it by yeah. Multiply
0: <laughs> that ocean of people. I'm just like, fuck that, you know?
1: god damn and also i mean that's kind of a cool memory too just like because dave matthews you know that's that's real woodstock vibes so then yeah. to see all the people and have like this positive take, i'm loving the like childlike optimism that like you're like you know like these nice wholesome things now did you i know you were with your dad but did you like party at all no honestly like
0: he didn't drink i didn't i'm a fucking kid i've never right. done, anything, done anything and so like there was no partying, bro. It was just hanging out. It was the whole sober thing, and we were all just chilling and having a good time. It was really, really cool. You know, it was just no, none of that. It was just fucking no partying, dude. All we did was just go enjoy the music. Um, I remember at one point, my dad tried getting a beer, but the line to get into the beer garden was just, like, impossible. And he was just like, it's really annoying. It's full, full of a bunch of fucking drums. I'm not, I don't feel like fucking dealing with it, dude.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it. You know, I I don't think me taking like acid or something for the first time around my dad would have been a good idea. I don't, nah. I, don't think I would have handled that
1: Yeah, <laughs> no and, and and you know, even though it's Woodstock, it's it's not a safe space for
0: uh, <laughs> No yeah. Oh no, no no not at all. Now did you yeah.
1: catch uh did you catch Limp Bizkit?
0: Yeah, man. I was in the let me tell you, so it was after Dave Matthews band played, okay? Um let me see. Okay. I remember we took a rest, we went and got some food, and then we decided that we were going to be there for Limp Biscuit. I think it was Alanis Morris that played before him. So during her set, we went, again, up to the hill, but from the hill we went straight down. And, you know, what we figured out is, like, if you want to get, like, close to the stage, you don't go from the back to the front, because that's impossible. You kind of got to go from the side and kind of
1: work your way, way in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, that, and it worked because, man, for Alanis Morissette, I must have been like 20 feet from the... The three of us were like 20 feet from the stage. So by the time Biscuit came on, we were even closer. I was in the very front, dude, but I was just like there. Jesus right Christ. The middle of that whole fucking thing. I think during their set, while they were playing, is the first time I got a little like nervous and scared because of just how fucking crazy a guy. Not only that, but like, you know, what, you know the band was basically encouraging people to go fucking crazy and you know it just felt like a particularly hot level of testosterone and just like you know people just not getting a fuck and doing whatever the fuck they wanted that and you know kind of like maybe took me aback a little
1: no i mean if you're that close like like how do you survive i mean like do you you have to move with it and like like, like yeah what, what did you and you stayed for the whole thing too
0: yeah the whole freaking thing that's I, crazy man up until the end of Metallica's three hours set. I was there. Oh, my world. God. Yeah, dude. All of it, all of it. And, dude, you just try to stay on your feet. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At one point, I think I was like this with my arm just crunched, like, just to kind of keep that distance from me for, like, bro, almost an hour, just like that. Just, oh. like, enjoy. I'm like, this is great. I'm having fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. To this day, like, I, I, You know, I go to a lot of shows, I go to a lot of concerts, but, like, I don't get in the middle of stuff like that anymore. Fuck it's
1: that. Funny. Yeah, no. There's
0: it, no fun in that. You know, being like, I get my arms stuck like this, I'm like, this is a fucking awesome show. Yeah, no, you
1: get your finger caught in someone's collar and fucking, yeah, you got, like, you know. Yeah, but, dude. Fuck dude, all that.
0: Crazy. Yeah, yeah, And it was really crazy, man, being just crunched like that around 250 fucking thousand whatever people were there in front of that stage. But it was just crazy just kind of being on that kind of roller coaster of people just going up and down and everyone just moving the fuck around and just going fucking crazy. Um, there were a lot of dickheads, a lot of people. Uh, you, you've ever seen that internet meme about like 40-year-olds going into the pit to like beat up like 50?
1: Oh, yeah. Like,
0: literally that. Literally that. 14, 15-year-old me getting grabbed and thrown around by like, this fucking like 30-year-old dude for some fucking reason. You know, people were being yeah, fucking... I mean-
1: with you having been to so many shows, like your first, you know, you'd been to a Metallica show and stuff. I mean, would you say that there was any difference in the mos- mosh pit mentality yeah. at Woodstock versus like yeah. going to a concert?
0: Like, a bunch of non metal heads were trying to get into metal and doing it in like the most dickheadish way possible, like not really there for the music, just there just to do that. And it's like, you know, you will play a fucking sport to go fucking do that. You know, a lot of other ways you just use an excuse to hit people. Right. And, you know, it was, like, a particularly dickheadish sense of aggression. Um, I'm not going to say I was completely, you know, know, like, not taking a part in, like, you know, washing myself and stuff like that. But, like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, I wasn't, like, going out of my way to just, like, window fucking... on fucking people and just like randomly grab me and just like throw me into the fucking Jesus crowd. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it would happen to and i will be like okay where the fuck's my mom, my my dad and my <laughs> fucking... dad <Right>? yeah. <laughs> And it's crazy being around that and like you know my family's right there seeing it too dude. It, but it's those openings and those pits that kind of give you that little bit of air.
1: Right. Yeah. So, you know
0: you're around there and stuff like that. But dude it was just so much pushing and just so many people and like I said, man, it really did get scary just at times, you know, and I was a little worried for my sister too. At one point she was like, I'm going to go crowd i like, the fuck you are.
1: Yeah, you know, no, you... what? you'll never see her I, again. I,
0: I, we, we saw what was happening to the girls, bro. We saw how the girls were being treated. We saw women being groped in the crowd and stuff like did that. Did you guys like
1: of... talk about that with each other?
0: Yeah, yeah, we pointed it out and stuff like that. Because I, I remember we were watching The Offspring and it was Dexter Holland who called it out first. And my dad was just like good you know we you know we're fucking like good somebody's fucking saying something because we keep fucking seeing it people girls are getting to the crowd and it's one thing to crowd starts them but the guys are just straight up putting their hands up their shirts and stuff
1: right yeah dude it
0: it there you know like i said i'd been to that metallica concert before i'd seen white zombie and pantera before you know and like with with my dad you know who else i had been to a bunch of concerts man there's always like a sense of camaraderie having a good time but this was just people like just really thinking they were just gonna do whatever the fuck they wanted and like really get away with it and let me tell you the environment was conducive of it because yo, know, there's how, how the hell are you gonna control any of that when you put that many people like yeah that, you
1: know No, i mean did, did you see like the security ever need to like do something like did you ever did you see anyone like getting in trouble or anything like that no, no, nothing.
0: The, like I said, the most trouble I saw was them taking away my, my fucking iced tea when I tried getting in. <laughs> I'm going to attest to at everything that happened there, but I never saw like a security guard step up to like be like, guys, stop doing this or anything like that. Um, no, nothing. I really never ne- didn't see anything. I, it was those people in the yellow shirts that were the security technically, right? Yeah, those people were just kind of curating telling people where to go and like maybe handing out some information but like i saw in like some document documentary um people were just who had those shirts and eventually were just kind of like turning them inside out and just fucking walking into the crowd and disappearing yeah you know I pretty much staying next to somebody who had one of those shirts you know
1: yeah i mean that that's how it was with a lot of the a lot of the staff um you know, yeah. the, the, like the, even the people working the concessions, like all the local kids would get their pass. And then they're like, great, now I'm here. And then just not show up to work. Like the people that picked up trash, that was a big one. Like a thousand people didn't show up because they just wanted to get the pass. So, yeah, let's get hi- it's easier to get hired at Woodstock 99 than it was to get a ticket for some of these people. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, so let, let's get into uh, I mean, like after Metallica is done, like, do you guys just go to bed? Do you stop at the rave or anything like that?
0: No, 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 no. We, um, what do you call it? Um, after Metallica finished, dude, I remember that just to walk out of that. No, we didn't definitely go with a rave. Um, what do you call it? I wanted to kind of go with a rave. but we're like, no, it's like two in the morning. We got to get the fuck out of here, bro. Fucking if we want to be back. We're not going to sleep here. So let me tell you, we made our trek out and we didn't get back to that fucking hotel. till like 6 a.m. Oh, dude. Because walking out, getting in the car, driving back, driving out of there on the highway and everything. I, I don't think up until that point I'd ever been up that late in my life.
1: Right, yeah, that was like probably, sun up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, we literally got to the hotel and the sun was coming up. And but I was imagine like,
1: no, if you guys were fucking camping, how much shittier that would have been.
0: Oh, we probably would have left so much earlier. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I mean, so now it's it's day three. I mean, like, what time do you get there on the th- on the last day knowing that you got back to your hotel so fucking early? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. We didn't wake up till, like, almost, like, 12 the next day. And we were just like, whatever. We fucking missed some of the sh- acts. We don't give a shit. We're, we're super tired. But, you know, we'll, we'll trek in. We'll go on the last day. We'll fucking... We'll, we'll enjoy the hell out of it. Whatever. So right. we did not as long to get in, because a lot of people had already left at that point, too. But still, you know, it was about, like, an hour and a half to get in. Um, and at that point, man, let me tell you, we just saw it being a free-for-all. By the time we were able to park, and we were finally able to park on the site too, and people were just walking in. They were walking over the, the the fence, through the fence. The security people weren't even checking people. It was just a free for all.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure on the uh, uh, on on the last day, yeah, everyone just kind of threw their hands up and and, and that was it. Now, w- what's the impression now? Like you know, g- g- walking in, like what, like as opposed to like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on Friday, what what's Sunday looking like? It
0: looked like Mad Max Thunderdome style. It looked like a, 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 almost apocalyptic, man. The the campground was a mess. It was full of mud. A lot of the tents were just knocked over. People were just trying to either pick up or just like scoop up whatever's left of you know whatever their weekend was. Um, yeah, the porta potties were just a mess. Like we were just like, no, we're not gonna use the bathroom for the rest of the day. Like it's just not. It's not even there. Um, trash all over the fucking place, dude. And the amount of just people just kind of just walking around there, you know, it didn't seem as many, but like who was left and was still there, it was just, it's like zombies, dude.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> really- just burnt out.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we did, we looked pretty burnt out, too. I don't get wrong. At least we had, like, you know, were the people.
1: hotel people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Even hotel people were burnt <laughs> out. Dude, I'm telling you. Well, my face was so freaking red by the end of it because of just the lack of just like any anything, dude. It was so crazy. But there's a general sense of tired amongst everybody in the crowd. Like you spoke to anybody and they were just like, yeah, bro, I'm having a good time, bro. Let's get through the bus. <laughs> no, just do it. Come on.
1: So um, who, did you, uh, who did you see on, on Sunday? Yeah,
0: it wasn't a lot of that. Um, I remember we caught Jewel saw her for a little while and then bro we were so tired that we i, I remember we went to oh okay this is one of the coolest things i think i saw at the fest too there was a hangar, and there was like you know music going on i think that's actually where they had the raids at night but yeah. during the also okay cool but during the day they also had like you know a little lesser known acts and um one of the last people to play on that stage was um the the, the who bassist john enwistle
1: that's right yeah and isn't that bizarre that the, like, I think maybe the only person at the festival that actually performed at the original Woodstock is on the emerging artist stage. Right? Like, it's, that's so weird to me. You know, yeah. like, they couldn't even put him, like, on a opening spot on the second stage. They had to stick him in this fucking, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was his, like, new rock band that he put together, and I don't forget, I, I remember exactly who was in it, so I guess technically it was considered a new band, but yeah, man, like, he has the pedigree to fucking be on the main stage, so it was really weird, but what was crazy is, dude, I stood like three feet away from him, and I saw him perform, and that's, let me tell you, that's a memory I have so on lockdown, to see that man perform right in front of me with his bass and just jam away, man, that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, it was one of the coolest things I think I saw because, you know, like it made me feel kind of like, OK, this is Woodstock. You know, this is an original person who was at the original one, like you said, and it's freaking amazing. And I get to fucking see him, you know, and I'm glad I did, you know, because. Yeah, for keep... sure.
1: Was that the first time that you guys went into that hangar? Yeah,
0: it was. It was. You know, there just wasn't many acts going on in there that we knew because, the fuck I knew. you know, it's funny. I, I look at the lineup now and I see Muse played. I'm yeah. just like, what the
1: fuck! I didn't even realize he's plays that day. Yeah, 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 and uh, uh, yeah, the Bijou Phillips. Like, there's a there's a whole bunch of fucking cool people that played. It's crazy. Selena's husband yeah. fucking played. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just let's just get that in there. But um, yeah. so I mean, now as the day is 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 closing out and yeah. things start getting a little crazy, like like what what's your memory of nighttime on Sunday night? Like like well, actually, what yeah. I really want to know is how'd you get a piece of the wall.
0: Okay, so um, I'll start with, you know, talking about how it started getting around sundown and stuff like that. Um, I think we were making our way back to the East Stage because we wanted to catch, you know, um, the Chilli Peppers performance. And it was walking back that my dad noticed that there were a lot of people with little candles in their hand. And he kept seeing it, and he kept seeing it. By the time we got to the main stage, he literally saw somebody with a freaking box of them handing it out to everybody. And he walked up to the lady, and he goes, oh, what, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's a memorial thing we're doing, and a thing in conjunction with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, because they're going to do like fire from Criandrix, and they want to take some picture with everyone, like lighting little, you know, the, the the flames. And my dad's like, oh, okay. And he turns back and he looks at both of them. and he goes, we're going to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because he looks and he goes, look, let me break it down. You're tired. I'm tired. He said to my sisters, look at everyone around here. Everyone's really mad. Everyone's really mad around here. And to top it off, they're going to give everyone here little torches in their hands now. This isn't going to end good. But we, wish like he said, this isn't going to end good. This just isn't. We should go. And I remember I was the one who argued because I really wanted to see Megadeth.
1: Oh, you know? my so, God.
0: I oh, no, I see Megadeth. And he's like, Man, "Fuck, Dave
1: this thing. come on, bro! We're <laughs> <laughs> a Metallica family, son." Yeah.
0: Yes. No, we don't. We, we James Hetfield in this family. You know
1: that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, like yeah. I, he probably feels like he dodged like a fucking music uh, bullet because he's like, "Oh, great! Uh, yes, like I get to leave and I don't have to see fucking Megadeth." <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Thank God they're going to burn this place to the ground. Come <laughs> there. So, so you guys, so you guys left. You got out uh, b- before. Yeah. So n- yeah. W- when did yeah. like? Some- when did you hear about how things went after you had left? Like, what's your first uh, memory of like? Oh shit, that happened.
0: Okay, this is how it went down. So um, oh, to answer your question about the wall, it was upon you know us oh, yeah. fighting. Okay, we're getting the fuck out of here. That we're leaving, and there is a piece of the wall already like knocked down to the ground. And I remember walking up to it and being like, I'm taking a souvenir, and I just. Which it I just ripped off one piece, and we just walked back to the car, and I just kept that piece right there ever since. You know, I I don't feel like it was vandalism because it was really vandalized. Fuck that,
1: no, fuck it. Yeah, that's the. I think I feel like uh, the wall after like after sundown, the wall was fair game because people have been tearing at it all day.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Even even Saturday, people are already having at and like destroying and breaking everything around there. So that's yeah, that's another thing I very much just. I remember about Saturday and everyone being just so like, oh, we don't fucking care. He's fucking garbage cans, throw them into a fucking wall or something, you know.
1: Jesus um, Christ.
0: Yeah, so we throw. I throw the wood into the, the back of the car. We go, and I will never forget this, dude. We finally make it, make our way to the highway, and we're driving down, hey, or driving up, or whatever, to, to Syracuse. And all of a sudden, on the other lane, we see a bunch of state troopers just vroom, 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 vroom. Like, state troopers, and, and, like, armored cars as well. And our thought was simply, oh, wonder what the fuck's going on. Good thing that they we're not over there, whatever the fuck. We right. didn't even think twice about it. And this is my memory of it. We got to the hotel... And uh, my dad and my sister took a shower, and I took a shower last. And I remember getting out of the shower, looking up to ask a question, and my sister's face was looking at the TV screen. And I just saw a flaming, um, the white flaming uh, pickup truck or van or whatever. Oh, that my old. God. Yeah, the, the the image of people like on top of that, like with it on fire or something, that's the first thing I saw. And I look, and I just see Woodstock 99 at the bottom and I look at my sister, and I go, what the fuck's going on? She's like, there was a riot, and the whole place caught on fucking fire. And I look at my dad, and he's on the cell phone with my mom, be like, we're okay, we're okay.
1: Oh, you got, yeah, we're okay. sure.
0: We're okay, we're okay. We're here. we're fine. I got him out, I swear to God, I got him out. Um, wow, my-
1: yeah. I mean, he had the foresight for sure.
0: Bro, he's, yeah. My, my, my dad's, you know, he's, uh, he's a, he's he's Cuban, you know, he's been to the revolution and stuff like that. So he has this like sense of like, shit's going down. We got to go, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ready for it. Damn. So, I mean, I'm, so, I mean, obviously that wasn't a surprise to you, to you guys that, that that happened. Um, yeah. Did you, did you feel like you, you missed out in any way? No, no.
0: I'm, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Especially when I kept hearing, about all the reports afterwards of the arrest and the trouble people got into and, and, and the thing that, you know, it was afterwards, you know, all the, 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 reports of the sexual assault and all that stuff, man, that let me tell you for a long time, I wouldn't even tell anybody I went to that festival. I wouldn't even talk about it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it's only in the last couple of years. I'm like, yeah, I went to it and I'm okay to talk about it because some things always felt very gross about it. And that, and that, music i remember i really disliked new metal music after that festival you know i still love Rage Against the machine stuff, so, but like i didn't want to listen to bands like corn or stuff like that and i started getting more into like punk and hardcore and stuff
1: um <laughs> yeah
0: because i was just like i don't fucking know man what the fuck it's bro core you know you know right. stuff i just didn't like it anymore and it just you know did you ever
1: I- uh, talk to your sister about about that or what, what what she felt about that when all that news came out
0: um. Yeah, man. I mean, it's obviously you know. Um, we're happy we didn't leave her by herself. Was how we ultimately left that.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and good kids. on you.
0: Uh, yeah, we're glad we were there with her. We're glad we stayed together the whole time because let me tell you, even if I would have gone by myself, God knows what would have happened to me. Because remember, like I said, what's happening in the mosh pits, dude? Like, I mean, am I kidding? Like, thirty-year-old men were like way bigger than me, right like, grabbing me and throwing me around because they thought like, you little kid, you know, like. <laughs> But I think it's funny and it's kind of a dickheadish move thing to do. So, yeah, dude, you know, like, I'm glad we all stuck together. Um, I'm glad nothing happened to any of us. Um, but let me tell you, man, I've always felt a bit of guilt about ever talking about, like, any kind of good time I had. Because of all the shitty things that happened to a lot of people. Dude. Yes. You know, your documentary, the other documentary on Max and stuff like that. And it's brutal, man
1: yeah yeah I mean and I feel like that's kind of a, a, a thing a lot of us uh, or not a lot uh, but like certain survivors that we've had on they have that same kind of feeling and I think a lot of it is the way that it was reported like they just kind of lump everyone together and if you're a man and you went to Woodstock 99 you're kind of like you know and and something that's not reported are stories like yours where it's like no we went for the music we saw the music and then we went home and yeah it's expensive but it's a fucking festival like whatever you know like and I, I feel like the people that truly went for the music and to, and to have a good time, like w- without the whole, like freedom kind of thing, being a part of it, just like, no, we're going to see these bands that we like. Cause they're all playing. Those yeah. are the people that had a good time. Yeah. Everyone else, because you find yourself in these situations, you know, are being close to it. And then that's, that's when you get, you know, in trouble. But yeah, yeah. man, uh, I, I totally understand the guilt thing and, and not wanting to tell people because people will be, Oh, did you do any of it's- that shit?
0: Yeah, were your parts? Did you see? It? Did you do anything about it? I'm mean, like I'm fourteen you know what the fuck, you know? Um
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just give yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, do what
0: the fuck, you know, nobody was gonna fucking listen to me. Um So but, I mean,
1: at the end of the day, do you do you feel like it is worth talking about and worth exploring? Do you think there's things yeah, to be learned from it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a big, you know, huge, you know, like a lot of social commentary and a lot to learn about people and how people are especially in large crowds like that kind of, you know kind of crowd mentalities um i think it's a good staple to show the mentality of the world at the time too the way everyone kind of really thought the way everyone acted around that time because you know you don't become a better person without kind of looking back and realizing maybe the things you could have done better how you're just not supposed to act and stuff sure. and i think And I'm glad there's a lot of documentation and that people are talking about this. Because, yeah, man, you know, music festivals are awesome, but, you know, we can't be assholes to each other, dude. Yeah, music
1: festivals are awesome. People are not. (laughs) No, they're
0: not. Bro, it's as much fun as I had at the fest, and I'm glad I went. You know, I'm always going to remember and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunately tarnished by everything that did happen and stuff like that. And you just can't forget about it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, again, you now you're part of the ethos, you know, the 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 the, the legend of Woodstock '99. You know, there's so many pieces. Every interview we do is a is a piece of the puzzle. We always like to say, uh, yeah. and you know, um, it's, it's positive stories like you had uh, are just as important as the traumatic ones because <laughs> what is life without balance, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, dude. You know, and overall, like you know. It's, it was a great time that I had. I saw a lot of really great you know, performances. Um, let me tell you, Metallica sounded amazing. To this day, I, that was the best sounding performance. I don't know who was in charge of any kind of sound for that festival, but I think like some of the best refined distorted guitar sounds were at that festival that I've heard to this day.
1: Hell yeah.
0: You know, I was, <laughs> and I'm, I'm able to hear a lot more when I was younger and stuff like that. But it sounded amazing. And I'm never going to forget just the sheer just like girth of like, the sounds of the bands at the time. I think up to that point, I've never been to anything even that loud. Um, but yeah, man, I learned a lot about crowds. I learned a lot about people and just the way people are and stuff like that. Um, it was a good buffer too because I've been to a lot of festivals after. I've been to like um, like three Coachellas. Um, oh, I mean,
1: Coachella is probably a cakewalk compared to fucking Woodstock. dude.
0: I- <laughs> I remember I went to the first one with like a group of friends, and they're like, "Is this a lot?" You know, I was just like, "This is chilling, bro. Look at that. The stages are—you can see both stages. That's great." Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on the show. Thank Uh, you, Brett. Yeah, I'd love to see. You know, send me a picture of the wall so we can post it. Um, But yeah, man, good talking to you, and uh, I'm glad you glad you made it out. Appreciate you having me. Okay, I'll keep Uh, up. Okay, I'll see you soon. For sure. Talk to later. Well, folks, what a wholesome Woodstock 99 story that was. The whole family in on it. Got to love that. Uh, yeah, very Griswold vibes. Um, but, you know, with a, with a nice uh, perspective and, and, and takeaway, I feel. So uh, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock 99, contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. I'm Ryan Lichten, and we will see you at Woodstock.